Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tech Sideline is presented by First Bank and Trust Company. They offer free checking with industry-leading mobile banking. Who you choose to bank with can make all the difference. Visit firstbank.com to learn more. In December of 2022, the Hokie Way held a hugely successful matching donations campaign that raised over $600,000 to support Virginia Tech NIL and their work with charitable organizations. They've got a new campaign going on right now called Countdown to Kickoff. We'll tell you all about that, plus we'll bring you up to date on the Hokie Way's roster of charitable partners, and we'll answer the question, is the Hokie Way's nonprofit status in danger of being revoked? That's coming up on episode 303 of the Tech Sideline Podcast, which starts right now. Welcome in, Hokies. We are recording on Tuesday, August 8th, 2023 from Tech Sidelines High Tech Studios in the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe to our channel, and please share the podcast with a friend. As always, Tech Sideline is presented by First Bank and Trust Company, who you choose to bank with can make all the difference bank with First Bank and Trust Company. But today's stars are the Hokie Way, and we'll get to that in just a second. I'm Tech Sideline founder Will Stewart. Giovanni Heater and I have switched positions today. I'm hosting, and Gio is producing. So let's introduce our guests from the Hokie Way. Across the way from me is Jim Petrine, president of the Hokie Way Board of Directors. And to my right is Matthew Sams, director of operations. Gentlemen, welcome in. Hello. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So, Matt, you're relatively new to the organization. Um, Tell us when you came on board and, and how that came about and what your responsibilities are as director of operations. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having us again. I my, officially started May 1st as director of operations for the Hokie Way. And essentially, my job is to ensure that our student athletes, our partners are connected. So uh, making sure that the charitable work is being done, being scheduled, that we're filling our duties there uh, and then looking forward for how we uh, focus on fundraising, marketing, et cetera. Yeah. And I was going to say you handle marketing because it's uh, Jim and I always did our best to communicate as we could. But I, I know that things got definitely more involved with, you know, us managing your sponsorship campaign and stuff like that when you came on board. Yeah. So uh, so welcome. How, how did that come about? Like who 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 did you know, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had some connections with, with Jim uh, just through some some close friends. But I, I reached out in the last year and wanted to be wanted to be helpful be part of this this uh, organization I felt like the more I learned about the Hokie way is, as the year ended last year um, this is the right way to do Nil I even said that to Jim uh, as part of my little sales pitch I think um, I love that we're we're supporting student athletes we're supporting charitable par- organizations in our in our community and making a difference and I think this is the way we should be doing it so I wanted to get involved and it just kind of grew from there 
So, Jim, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the latest fundraising campaign in a minute. But but first, I wanted to set the table for everybody who's mm-hmm. listening slash watching. So we had you on in December. Correct. And I remember that the Hokie Way was just getting off the ground at yes. that point in time. And what I mean by that is you and I, had, you and I had spoken in October, but you finally had some charitable partners. You were ready to start your first fundraising campaign. And that went really well, as we talked about in the opening. So um, it's eight months later. You've expanded to eight charitable partners. We'll get to that in a second. Yes. You've hired Matt and you're on your second major fundraising campaign. Is it fair to say that the Hokie Way is fully up and running? Uh, yes, we're fully up and running, but we're expanding continuously. We're, we're still trying to create opportunities where you have a lot of opportunities that are still available to us to get out there and, and help in this whole eco nil ecosystem. Um, we, we are constantly still having to define who we are to everybody. Um, <laughs> that's probably the biggest thing because everybody gets confused. We are not a nil collective. Right. We are not. We are a charitable organization. We partner with uh, Triumph, who is a nil uh, collector, but actually they're more of a marketing agency too. Uh, they're a unique organization, but really the biggest thing I see us having to do constantly is educate people on what we are. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into a lot of detail about that. So first thing I want to do is because I, I think this is, this is interesting and speaks to your mission is you recently in a press release, uh, brought your, your roster of eight charitable partners, uh, up to date. So you began at first with feeding Southwest Virginia. Special Olympics of the New River Valley, Boys and Girls Club of Clubs of Southwest Virginia, the Life Ring Foundation. Mm-hmm. And you have added Roanoke Prevention Alliance, which mm-hmm. is an organization that helps prevent uh, drug addiction and overdoses and those sorts of things. Ronald McDonald House Charities of Southwest Virginia. I think we all know what that is. Eastmont Community Foundation, Foundation mm-hmm. and the American Heart Association. So that has a very Southwest Virginia flavor to it. So can you guys address that? Yes, that's, we wanted to go, uh, help in the region was, uh, definitely a key part of our, our plan, uh, um, for getting partners. And it just, um, they, they tie well in with our student athletes. Everybody in this region know our student athletes. So it ties well for the fundraising. Um, and I would like to say we're looking at adding one more, right. um, which we're in the middle of. Uh, um, Vittles for Vets is a, a partner we're starting to deal with because we always want to have also a military uh, fundraiser. And they are, again, another local um, project that's in the Radford area, I think, is where they originally started. But they handle vet. Um, vets who are hit hard times for getting foods but we'll talk more about that down the road Mm. but yeah we always wanted to have a good tie to southwest virginia uh, for our charitable partners now i remember talking with you in the past and eight was the number you gave me that would be nine but and i think you've told me in the past that 10 is kind of as as far as you can go so um so you're in that range now right and and we we set out with a plan to do two-year commitments from, from each of these partners to see how that goes. 
again, this is all flying the plane as you build it. Mm -hmm. So it depends on how much activity we have, how much funding we get, or whether or not we can expand it further, yeah. or whether or not Matt has more time, <laughs> or whether we start hiring assistants for Matt. Yeah. I mean, Matt was a godsend for us, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, we, he, he volunteered and was helping us for a while, but then uh, we realized how much work was really piling up with this organization. And we said, all of us volunteers are driving ourselves crazy. We got to have somebody full time to coordinate it. And that's where we decided to have Matt come on board. I don't think most people understand that NIL, whatever your role in it, is a full time thing. Mm -hmm. It really does does give you a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so Matt, what, what are the, some of the things I've seen some of your stuff on social media and on your website, what are some of the things that Hokie athletes have done so far with your partner organizations? I think I've seen pop Watson involved in things and Josh Fuga talked at ACC kickoff about, uh, doing something with the life ring foundation. So, um, speak to that. What, what have the athletes been doing so far? Yeah, happy to, I, I think it kind of breaks, it breaks down into three different categories of work essentially. Um, the first and foremost is we're trying to do promotional activity for these nonprofits. So fundraising campaigns, recently Josh Fuga, speaking of him, uh, did some video content supporting Life Ring Foundation's drive to, to raise 20 million bucks for mm -hmm. the Children's Hospital in Roanoke, Acrillion. Um, that's one example. And we want to do a lot more of that. We're trying to build that, that library up of, you know, social media videos, uh, things of that nature that, that help get the word out about needs. Secondly, is more service-based work. So Pop Watson. So actually showing up and doing, doing stuff. Doing the work, yeah. Pop yeah. Watson was at the Eastmont uh, Food Bank with me back in June. We just actually did it last week with Hunter Couture and Robbie Barron at the same place, just on a, on, a, on a cycle. And that's, you know, doing the work. That's doing putting, putting food in boxes, moving things around, that kind of thing. And then third is more appearance-based. So that could be events. That could be um, providing their likeness or their promotion of an event that they're going to be at. Um, we did that uh, last week with Feeding Southwest Virginia as a, as a collaboration with Boys and Girls Clubs for Feeding Southwest Virginia's uh, Kids Farmers Market in Salem. And we had six student athletes recently just posted about that um, yesterday. Six student athletes came from from baseball, wrestling and women's soccer that and just mentored the kids. They helped them kind of pick out what, what healthy food may look like um, and did, played games and colored and that kind of stuff. And it just is, a, is an opportunity and experience that those kids wouldn't have otherwise. And I think that's really impactful. Yeah. Do you see, um, do you see it having a big impact on the, on the student, the Virginia Tech student athletes that show up? Do you see their eyes yeah. kind of get open to, to the things that are going on out there and how they can help? Especially when kids are involved. I, yeah. I, that, that event last week, I, I got chills. I'm not kidding. I got chills a couple of times because, yeah. because the, the energy in the room was so high and they wanted to be there. They weren't just there to be there. They wanted to be there. They wanted to interact. You never know how it's going to work out. Cause you know, 18 to 22 year olds may not have that experience of having to interact with kids that way who are from, you know, seven or eight years old up to like 12, 13. You don't know how that's going to go, how that's going to mix, but they were energetic. They made those kids laugh. They taught them some things and, and you could just feel it. It was great energy. Yeah. Fuga, I, I think, I don't remember, Fuga had a relative pass away from cancer, you know, and that's what Life Ring does. Yeah. Pediatric cancer. Yeah. Pediatric yeah. cancer. So, so that's something that's important to him. And, and he got really excited about that. So, so that's good to hear. And, um, you, you guys were, like I said, you were just getting off the ground 
And so we've had summertime. All the student athletes have scattered. Right. They're starting to come back to campus. What are some of the things you're going to be doing in this coming semester and coming year? Well, uh, one of the big programs that we have coming up, um, I'm not really sure, is uh, we, we're doing different fundraising projects and we're do, doing different ways of uh making everyone aware of things for the games, obviously. Each football game, we plan to try to sponsor a different group. For example, one that we have planned is we're hoping to get all this up and running. <laughs> Again, the 50-50 campaign. Uh, that's going to be a fundraiser where people buy the old ticket. I don't know if you remember what that oh, was yeah. uh, at your high school, where you buy a ticket for a 50-50 and it's a raffle and half the money goes to the winning ticket winner. The other half of the money is going to go to the Hokie Way and one of our sponsors' groups. So we're doing direct fundraising for a sponsored group also. Uh, that's another way that we're pushing our charitable side of it. Uh, the, what we're tentatively planning to do is uh, work with the, the new group, Vittles for Vets, because on Military Appreciation Weekend, uh, work with them to do the fundraising nah. and they will help us. They'll have volunteers who help us do sell the tickets and then they'll be part of uh, getting some of the money out of the pot. Yeah. The 50 50 is a huge undertaking. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah. Well, so for something like that, will the student athletes themselves be allowed to sell tickets? No, no. Yeah. That's where we're having the volunteers, the, yeah. the Vittles for Vets folks will hopefully supply some volunteers to help them because they're actually going to get some money out of it. Also yeah. directly, yeah. they get a cut out of the uh, pot. And it's going to be huge to educate the fan base at games, football games, basketball games, et cetera, about how this works. Cause it's never really been done before. Um, we're planning to have hopefully have kiosks around the stadium, around lane, and then have people selling with mobile um, devices that can spit out the tickets as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, let's let's get into the countdown for kickoff matching donations campaign. You've already launched that, and right. of course we publicized that on Tech Sideline, and it runs now through kickoff of the ODU game, correct? Which is 8 p.m. on September 2nd. So I'm going to ask you a general question. Tell us about the countdown to kick off matching donations campaign. Uh, this is a critical time. We, we have costs and expenses and things going on all year round. Well, obviously, in June and July, you're not getting a lot of donations from people who are talking about Virginia Tech sports because yeah. it's a <laughs> slow time. So to be honest with you, we're kind of behind the eight ball coming into the season. We have expenses coming up, and and uh, we need funds. This is a time of year people start to finally start paying attention again. Yeah. So that's why we came up with this countdown to kickoff. As more and more people start looking on tech sideline, looking up things, saying, all right, got to start thinking about football season. Well, if you're thinking about football season, you want to think about Supporting your Virginia Tech athletics through the Hokie Way. That's okay. why we're promoting strongly this. Um, this is a critical part of the new athletic operation. Um, we have to have this organization separate from Virginia Tech, but everybody at Tech understands how critical we are to our, us being able to put a good uh, team on the field. Yeah. You have to be competitive in the name, image, and likeness business, whether you like it or not. 
Uh, so we we've believe we have a great overall plan worked out together on what's going on right now, but it needs funding. That's the bottom line. So we need charitable donations to come in uh, to help us back the different programs and the different things we're trying to do. And that's why we came up with the matching program. So anybody who gives a dollar gets $2 in there. Um, And hopefully they're giving more than dollars, uh, 10, we prefer a hundred to $200 (laughs) gifts. Uh, but yeah, we'll take any gift there is. So a couple things about that. First of all, tech sideline will donate. I haven't sat down and actually done it yet, but we'll donate a thousand dollars to that. That'll be matched. The right. first two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in donations will be matched Correct. by a by generous donors who have pledged that. Correct. Um, you did a very similar thing last December, and that went really well. I think right. you started at two hundred thousand, got yes. there quickly, added another hundred thousand, and that's how you wind up over six hundred thousand um, dollars. I would love to have to go find another donor to <laughs> to put in another this one up if we get going above two fifty. But yeah, we need to get the money coming in. So let me take the floor here for a minute. I'll, right. I'll say some things on your behalf. Um, right. Number one is that uh, you can go to thehokieway.org and donate there, and your donation will be matched up to the first two hundred fifty k. We've also got a couple of places on Tech Sideline you can find it. And what I will say to the Virginia Tech fan base is that, um, you know, in, in the last, literally in the last eight months or so, um, there's been some consolidation on the collective end with Triumph acquiring Commonwealth NIL. So now you have one collective branding agency, really, uh, that is Triumph NIL. And there's also the Hokie Way, who is part of what I call Virginia Tech's NIL operation. And if you've been paying attention, Hokie fans, this summer, if you paid attention last spring and paid attention this summer, things in the transfer portal went really well. Mm-hmm. And high school recruiting this summer has gone really well. That is not a coincidence. So if you are wondering, you know, if I donate to the Hokie Way or I purchase a Triumph membership, you know, does it really help? Um, yeah, it looks like it's helping. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think that Virginia Tech has a, a very competitive NIL organization between Triumph and the Hokie Way. So that's my pitch to you fans. It is making a difference. It does matter. Now, I know that, that the charitable part of what you guys do really speaks to, um, to, to your hearts. And a, a lot of Hokie fans, frankly. I, I, I think it's really neat what you put together. But it also benefits over on, on that side of things. And so that's that's my pitch for you guys and, and to Hokie fans. So anything you can add to that, or was that pretty I'll good? Add one, <laughs> I'll add one thing onto that. Also, uh, the pitch that goes out and when uh, families recruits come in and find out about what our nil ecosystem is, yeah. they're pretty happy. They like uh, understanding that their kid can be involved in – these charitable events and that type of thing. And they go, you know, this is a pretty cool thing for my child to be involved with. So it's a positive all the way around, not just the fact that maybe they'll be getting some funds, but that this is one way for them to learn to do better. And one thing I've always liked saying is that 
we hope to build future NFL Man of the Year award winners. Those go out to the people who do give back to their communities the most. That's what that's all about. And uh, we have some... We have some players out there right now who've been nominated for it. And in the future, I think we'll uh, have some more. Uh, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, opportunities and being competitive in the NIL space at Virginia Tech is what we're trying to help provide. And our partnership with Triumph, really, it's a sister. It's a, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. It's, it's, we're sister organizations, I kind of call it. I think it's working and it's presenting a, a solid um, uh, pitch for potential recruits. Yeah, and... Um what I've been telling people lately is it's it's the dollar signs that make the headlines. You know, right. guys like John Ruiz and and you yeah, know the right. kid who the kid who got promised thirteen million in Florida, but but there's something in the way Virginia Tech has structured NIL, and again, it's not Virginia Tech; it's actually people associated with Virginia Tech. There's some sort of secret sauce there that's working. Triumph's promise of building a brand for the athletes. And then coupled with the Hokie Way's opportunity to, to make a meaningful impact, as they say, there, there's something going on there that that's more appealing than just the dollar signs. I, I hear you and, and I agree with you. Bingo, bingo, And Matt, uh, I will also say one thing about that partnership. We're glad. Uh, I Triumph, I forget what award they just won. You can remember yeah, that they, one. Yeah, they were mentioned amongst Sports Business Journal a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month yep. ago as uh, one of the top, I think, top 10 um, leading thinkers in the NIL space. And I think that's, that speaks to the, the innovation and the thinking around NIL at Virginia Tech to make it a little bit unique. And we're proud to be part of that with them. And, and I think the way Triumph handles their business has actually been stealthy. They, they don't go around, you know, broadcasting what they're doing and, and making headlines and stuff like that. So, so to get any award means that somebody's paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, let's let's talk about something that that we've been asked about, and, and this is an issue that came up a couple months ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll just I'll just read my bullet point here. Cool. One of your pitches to donors is that their donations are tax deductible since you're a five hundred one c three. Correct. That has been thrown into question recently, and let me read this. In a recent memorandum, the IRS concluded that many NIL collectives may not qualify as tax exempt under section 501c3 of the IRS code. Now, the first thing is, is obviously to address that you're not a collective. Correct. We're not an NIL collective. Now that de- said, set up differently. address, are, are you in any danger of losing your nonprofit status? What is it about you that, that makes you a nonprofit? Just uh, tell Hokie fans how to feel about that and, and, you know, let them know that uh, where, where that stands. We've had a, address this we went back with our lawyers the original lawyers who helped us file our paperwork and we've been told from them that we are in good shape as long as we follow what our original plan was which is what i explained we are not a collective we are working with uh, the charitable organizations and partnering with them to raise money for them and make them uh them to be kind of a spotlight, but we're hiring a third party, which every charity does, can hire third parties to do some of the work of the promotions. That's where we hire like a triumph to do the tie-in through our student athletes. So yes, our money is going through to our student athletes and, and 
a lot of it is, but it's because we're hiring them to do work for charities. And as long as we keep doing the proper work for charities, we'll believe we're 100% okay. That was one of the main reasons we brought Matt on board. We said, we got to make this tied to the charitable organizations being a primary purpose of our operations. And we feel right now with everybody who's looked at it that we're doing it the right way and we're good. And we still 100% have our status. Nobody has sent us any kind of letters of saying they question that uh, from the government anyway. And, and as such, you guys have a responsibility to document everything you do and, and, and Correct. keep things above board, right? And that, a lot of that, I'm working through a lot of that stuff, both retroactively and proactively thinking ahead as to how we want to document that. How do we tell our story from an annual report, report point of view, for example? Yeah. Number of hours worked, types of campaigns worked, funds raised to those campaigns on behalf of nonprofits, things of that nature that kind of tell a bigger story around our impact with our student-athletes' help. Um, and I would also say, in terms of how we're different, <laughs> think about it this way. I, I talk more to nonprofits, partners, much more to them than I do any student athletes. I have no, I actually have zero uh, communication with student athletes at all. That's all through Triumph because they manage all of that. We just right. outsource their help with it. So, um, you know, we're doing all we can to be uh, fulfilling our mission, the charter we set out to set to, to do last year. And I've got a calendar of events coming up for the rest of the year that kind of speaks to that. Yeah. So, folks, these people aren't fools. They know what they're doing. <laughs> they've, they've put a lot of homework into this. You've got at least one lawyer on your board of directors, yeah. you know, and probably a lot more people you can tap into. So so that's the story there. So let's do a true or false lightning round. And I think some of this you may have already addressed, but these are things I've got written down. True or false, donors can tarnate, target their donations to specific athletes or sports. False right now, yeah. Um, especially athletes, uh, sports. I think you can kind of can. So we cannot solicit um, donations yes. for specific sports or specific athletes. There's some there's some gray area. People can give and notate they want those gifts to go to specific sports, but there's maybe some questions around why, if that's the right thing to do for us to. We're trying to figure out in the long yeah. term. Yeah. Um, essentially, we're trying to serve our nonprofit partners, and if specific dollars go towards specific sports. It's hard from an accounting point of view, but it's also hard from making sure that, that we're getting the right athletes to the right nonprofit partners to do who, who makes sense to work together. So we're open to that, but we're, I think we prefer to have it non be specific, right. be non-sport specific. Kind of as a sidebar, and this is getting away from the lightning round since it's a sidebar. Uh, do, do your, do your, um, you know, your, your partners, do they request athletes, certain athletes, certain sports? I mean, I know you're not directly involved in that, but but do they do they right. come to you and say, hey, we, we think the softball team might really be a good group to associate yeah. with? Yeah, that's good. There haven't been specific athletes requested by name for, for our nonprofit partners. Um, there have been situations where they preferred to have non um, – have Olympic sports, non-revenue sports, non-revenue, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, so if it's you know if it's a five k or it's a something like that, they may want to they may want to request a track athlete because that's their that's their sport, right? Right. Um, it just kind of depends, and and I think as we de- uh, evolve and, and diversify our our activations and engagements with these partners, we'll get more of that locked down. But yeah. In which case, you tell them sounds great. You need to talk about Triumph about that, not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So true or false? The hooky way contracts directly with athletes and pays athletes. False. Clearly false. false. I think totally we just false. That. 
True or false, the Hokie Way has paid memberships like what you see with collectives. We do not have memberships. No. no. Um, I think there are some things for us to explore down the road, but whenever you're getting something from as a member, a member for something, if you wanted to give them, if, it, if we want to have a membership levels where they get things from us, then they kind of forfeit their, their charitable donation. Yeah. Um, so we have to be really thoughtful around how we right, do that. They're actually receiving right. something. Right. Um, right. You know, if, right. Say we wanted to work with triumph and have some kind of cross integrated thing where they could have a triumph plus um, um, membership with a donation of the Hokie way monthly, Maybe, but there have to be some some variables around that, some language around giving up that charitable donation. Some guardrails, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Uh, true or false, and you actually did already address this, the Hokie Way will fundraise at football games this fall. Um, Hopefully so. We're, yeah. again, working like working hard. crazy to get that all uh, coordinated and just got the contract agreement, which we have to review after this to yeah. s- make sure that works with the 50-50. But tentatively, yeah, September thirtieth, we're going to have a fifty-fifty, and we're going to be pulling numbers out of a, a number out of a, a large container for a winner. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, well, here's my pledge to you: if I win, I'll, I'll just give you my winnings too. You know, there you it go. will be interesting <laughs> to see if that actually happens. I, I think I that think something like this, if somebody wins, I'd say there's a high degree of probability that they'll just tell you to keep it all. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless a person has a specific need. Um, yeah. So appreciate all that. And we have, let's see, we have a couple of questions from our message board because I canvassed for questions uh, this morning. And this is very specific. Um, Back in the Berg, personal friend of mine, wants to know, can you still donate to the Hokie Way out of a donor-advised fund? He says, I've used my DAF to contribute in the past, but I went back recently to donate, and the Hokie Way was not listed as an available charity. I will address that because we have... Certain donor-advised funds have, because of that IRS memo, put up a red flag and right. just have come to us asking us more questions. So we've had to go back to some donor-advised funds and tell them, you know, show them what we're doing and, and show them that we are still good. Uh, so depending on which donor-advised fund it is, uh, we're still getting money from several donor advised funds, but I will say some donor advised funds, once that IRS memo went out, they went, well, they're a nil. No, we're not. We got to explain to them all the things I just explained to you. So there are some uh, donor advised funds that we are currently trying to satisfy that. Yeah, we're doing it the right way, guys. Should I put him in touch with you, Matt? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. sure yeah okay Maybe which fund is he on yeah. by the way you know that i don't know uh, yeah he, he, he didn't get into yeah. that um so uh vt aim high wants to know what are you learning from others and have you changed your operating and business model based on what you're seeing slash learning as in other um organizations like ours at other universities others just others i would imagine there aren't Many out there doing what you're doing. No, I think we're learning this on our own. (laughs) I hate to say it. We're having to build the plane as we fly. I think think this is a good uh, opportunity to talk about what we see in terms of uh, evolution of the the organization. Um, I won't step on your toes too much, but essentially, you know, we kind of see this as a three-pronged growth trajectory. Um, Increasing engagement and act and activity and leadership from our current student athletes. We're actually thinking about putting together a small group of current athletes who can serve as a advisory committee to what we do and how we operate and which partners we choose down the road, that kind of thing. Um, secondly, 
much more engagement from from alumni athletes. So getting former football players, basketball players, et cetera, involved with getting our word out and being being engaged. And then third, corporate sponsorships. And I think that could be maybe part of the answer to this question um, is how do we partner with organizations, businesses, companies, et cetera, in our region and beyond that have that have interest in being involved with Hokie Way's mission. Is um and this is a question coming from me, is is corporate partners a way for you guys to uh to, to make this more sustainable, you know, there, there's a conversation, there's a yeah. conversation in the NIL community about donor fatigue, yeah. right? you know, and, and so can you address that? Yeah, definitely. We're looking, that was one of the reasons for the 50, 50, another way to constantly fund it, uh, corporate sponsors. If we can get corporate sponsors who want to do a deal with us where they give us 10% of their funds or those type of things. And we just put them on our website and say, they're a sponsor of, mm-hmm the hokey way that's a good trade-off we they they just give us a certain amount of their money we're happy to do that so we're looking at other ways to get uh, organizations and invo- corporates involved with us and get a sustainable uh, money flow that way also i've got probably a handful or we've got a couple a handful of organizations that have expressed interest in in doing something along those lines 15 percent of their sales or product sales or whatever it may be uh, that we should be having some final conversations about here soon to get them off the ground. So that's, that's exciting. Good. Um, so that's it for me. Is there anything else we haven't talked about that, to, that you'd like to address? Biggest thing right now is money. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. At least that. you're honest about it. <laughs> yeah. I, well, like I said, it's been a long summer where nobody has paid attention yeah. to this. So our fundraising has been slow through the summer. So we're hoping to pick up things going into the fall as people start getting more aware and remembering, oh, yeah, tech football is getting ready to start. And so that's kind of a key reason why we're doing this campaign now is get the word out again. Let people know we have a good program. I think, uh, like I said, the proof's in the pudding. A lot of people have said a lot of positive things about what we're trying to do. in the name image likeness ecosystem and uh, just get the word out about what this really is. That's the biggest thing I want to say. I I would just say to Jim's point, you know, our charitable partners don't, they work year round, right? They got to do things year round. Um, So the Hokie way can't just be a, in August to, to May kind of deal. We got to do, we got to work year round and provide support for our, our charitable partners that we've, form relationships with year round. And so that means that in summertime when donations may be dipping a little bit because of vacations and lack of awareness, lack of attention, we still got to keep doing the work. And so that's, you know, there's a need here. Yeah. Need for All support. Right. So again, to, to donate to the countdown to kickoff campaign, you can visit the hokeyway.org. I would prefer. So tech sideline gets credit for the, that, that you use our donation mm-hmm. widget that's uh, and you can you can find that just by Googling the Hokie Way tech sideline and, and you will see the article that we ran about a week ago when you guys launched the campaign and it's got our widget down in there. Um, so hopefully this one is going as well as the one in December, you know, and, and, and ultimately will bring in as much. Hopefully it's a slow start right now, but we're hoping to pick it up as we get closer and closer to football season. I will say you We've tracked, we can track all the donations that come in and I yeah. do that uh, hourly, if not, you know, minute by the minute. Um, 
Textile is doing great with that. So it's yeah. glad to see the readership. And Put this podcast up there really long yeah. time. No. Yeah, leave it, <laughs> pin it to the top, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and I can tell you, yes, fans are starting to come back around because practice has started. Yeah. I see our subscriber count starting to, to rise. So right. uh, hopefully this is a good timing for you guys, and this will work out for you. So uh, uh, thanks for coming on. Now, I will tell you, if, if you're watching this on YouTube, we will put the link to, to donate down in the description of the video. So at the Hokie Way, they align student athletes with service to others. As a result, they're able to amplify the impact of charitable organizations in our community. Together, we, we can create a win for us all. Learn how at thehokieway.org. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Thank and, you. And uh, the regular TSL podcast schedule will resume actually tomorrow. So we're doing a, a podcast on Wednesday talking about uh, today's media day down at the for virginia tech football so david and chris and andy will have a podcast tomorrow where they talk about football so tune in for that one folks and thanks for listening and watching and that's it for episode 303 of the tech sideline podcast